Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Good morning. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams. I'm joined always by... Hazzle Dazzle, Chris Hazzle. He is Woo. in sunny Florida, the home of Ron DeSantis, who's now like a kind of an Iowan after this week. Wow, yeah, you guys had a huge weekend there with Ron DeSantis is like, screw DeSantis your tornadoes. I'm having Trump events. Got, Trump was scared. We'll get into in. that later. We probably should oh, lead the show with that. But although it was really the most interesting thing that happened in our state over the weekend. We are presented as always. By our friends at Fairway. Now, hang on. Didn't your tennis program? Didn't your tennis program get into the uh, lead eight Dude, or something? Yeah, like here's the thing about that. I was joking with some people from Iowa State about this. Like, that could be like a Netflix documentary. Do you know how bad that that tennis program has been over the course of history? I will be but, honest. I didn't know before this year that. Iowa State had a tennis program. Hassel, so like in the whole entire history of Iowa State athletics, it is the worst program in the athletic department. Like prior to this new coach getting there, they had never won more than like two Big 12 matches in a season. Out of how many? How many do they play? Because if they only play three, that's not bad. No, they play like, I mean, 20 probably. Like they, they play like a normal season. Like, I don't know. Be a liar if I told you. All I need to know about this Iowa State tennis program is that they were hosting UCLA in the Elite Eight, and they had nowhere on campus to do it. Apparently, so they they went to Ames High School. That's where they've always done it. And didn't they say? I thought I heard somebody say like, "Well, but if it rains, then we're going to go into the we're going to play at the YMCA." They got. I don't know where they would have played. It was, they it do was have a, down in, in Urbandale, I think, the rec oh, okay. or something like that. Or, yeah, How does actually, Iowa State Ames, not even have a tennis court? I, I think they have a good enough court, but they didn't have enough of them for a tournament. <laughs> that was the deal. <laughs> Incredible. Dude, like, I don't know. Something like that. The odds of this happening were... Uh, I, I know that I love how Van Wink just care. comes ready with the with the well, Iowa State it, tennis highlights too. No, like I'm serious. The single worst program in the entire athletic department. Bloom and I were talking about this last night. If you would have said like, I don't know how like five years ago, like what's the next program to make like the Elite Eight and anything, uh-huh. this would have been the last option. <laughs> they were historic, like the worst program in the country. And yeah, and they're going to the Elite Eight. It's really a cool deal. I mean, because the thing, what what he did, 
this guy came in and it's quite brilliant. Boop. I I don't think Boomer. they have an American citizen. Like I, I think it's all international players because like all the good American players, they're not going to come to Ames for tennis. It doesn't make any sense. Like warm weather schools dominate this sport. And he's got all these international yeah. players and giving them scholarships, and it's neat. Thanks for leading with Iowa State tennis. But to give you an idea of what tennis is like in the state of Iowa, my wife and I went to Muscatine, which is the in the big class in Iowa, 4A or 5A, whatever it is. She was on the tennis team in high school, and she does not know how to play a lick of tennis. <laughs> a lick. And she was on the team. It's a cool story. I... So I can see why they have to go uh, out of country. Yeah, no, it's Connor Ferguson wrote a piece on this for Cycle and Fanatic, and I'm not kidding. It like I was enthralled with because I didn't know all the like stuff that went into it, and he did a really good job of. Yeah, look at the last names of the players that Van. Yeah, they're all foreign last names that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool story. Cabazas. Oh, it's Walters. (laughs) Christine Shea. Shay, let's hear some more of them. Yeah, and it's not Mishka spelled S A S H A Y. Let's hear more of the Godfather. Mishka Kalishkova, Obi Kajirder, Chie Kazuka, Thassaporn Neklo. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I I, I saw a video. Like, Walters is on this train. I mean, he is just on it now. I saw a video of him when they made the Sweet 16. I have never seen him with a bigger smile on his face. He Dude, was it's a so great happy. story. It's a really cool... In this world of, like, just... You're, we're just filled with yuck in college athletics, right? With all the just shit that's changing, and it just sucks. Like, this is like a neat, like a nice, wholesome story. It's cool. Chris with a nice comment here. Maybe your mark can get those Big 12 tennis matches down to Mexico City for recruiting. <laughs> other, and another Chris. Chris. Man, we, we, we bring in the Chris's here. Chris Shipley says, Bloom killing it with NIL tennis deals. Because <laughs> in the real tennis world, it's kind of like gymnastics. Yeah. Like, you're over the hill when you're in college. Yeah. Like, you, you need to be breaking onto the circuit by the time you're 16, 17. Hey, man. We're just going and getting these international students. They want their scholarships. They kick ass at tennis. I love it. All right. We are presented, as always, by Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studios. Our partner of the month, Kenoyer Garden Center. We had a bunch of people tweeting us flowers that they had bought for wives and moms and all that cool stuff over the weekend from Kenoyer Garden Center. We appreciate that. It is still planting season, so get out there and support them. I didn't even realize they were in southwest Iowa, too. They had a location in Griswold, which is near where I'm from. So shout out to our partner of the month, Kenoyer Garden Center. Let's lead. I uh, probably don't want to spend too much time on the gambling thing today. There's not a lot of updates. But I did see, Hassel, that Kirk Ferentz was quoted mm-hmm. late last week. Scott Docterman from The Athletic uh, pulled this quote out of Kirk Ferentz on the iClub tour. I would anticipate to those listening that, you're going to get the same from Matt Campbell today as Iowa State is starting its version of that, the tailgate tour, which begins this afternoon. Uh, Kirk Ferentz says, quote, I'd venture to say that gambling is a big issue in our whole country right now. 
I remember back in the 80s, FBI agents used to come in and talk to our team, and I was amazed. They throw out estimates of what they thought was going on in Iowa City in those times. I read the other day that it's a $2.5 billion last year in our state, so it's in our face, it's accessible to pretty much everybody, and we'll just see what all comes of this. Good quote. I thought I that that was shocking to me that that in the 80s though, Chris, that I'm not calling Kirk Ferentz a liar. In fact, I'm sure he's probably right, but like to think like when you literally had to go to the corner of the bar and be like, "Hey, uh, I used to do this in Clorinda at the shit You were the bookie? D. You were yes. the Clorinda bookie? I wasn't the bookie, but the guy at the Shittily D was, and I would go in there and I would place $10 on the Chiefs game or whatever. Like to think that all these college students in the 80s were doing that, but it does I, – I thought the coach made a good point there that, man and – I, and I can promise you that these athletic directors across the country are just praying that there's no probe in their state. Yeah, right. right. Cause as soon as there is a probe, that probe will find something in your program, guaranteed. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, there's no way around it. Um, everybody's doing it. It's not just happening in Iowa. I, I just don't know, like, what, what can these coaches say? Not Like, much. what's Matt Campbell going to say now? I mean, we know well, it's an issue. We know it goes on. We just have to do our best to educate our guys and, and keep them the away from all that. That's the quote. You just gave it. Yeah. Uh, we have to ask it because we haven't gotten Campbell on the record yet, but I'm sure it'll be something similar. From what I understand, talking to people over the weekend, too, these coaches don't know. This isn't a situation where, like, Kirk Ferentz can cover things up to the media. Mm-hmm. He has no idea. Like, they know which players are probably implicated here, but they don't know if they bet $20 on a NASCAR race or if they bet $1,000 on the college football national championship game. They don't know. And there's just no time frame here, is there? No. We have no idea how long this is going to take and what the punishments could possibly be. That's the problem. It's then you have to pass it on to the NCAA. Oh, my God. Do you have any faith that that's going to get done in the prop manner? Oh, Jesus Christ. It comes down to are they going to make an example of our state or is our state going to kind of start something where, like, this is the start of a grander conversation nationally and that there's more coming? Those are the two ways I see this going. Yeah, I feel like ideally you kind of want to see, selfishly, some other states get it before this thing starts going down the tracks any further. Because you're right, if if no one else gets caught doing this in a probe, then maybe you do have harsher punishments for the people in Iowa. Yeah. I, I hope that we get another release coming out today. It's just, and it's a, the people I've talked to again at Iowa and Iowa state say the same thing. It's like, this sucks. Why did we get targeted? But they also are like, well, yeah, but we hammer this down our guys throats 24 hours a day. And we had guys who were made a stupid mistake and, and did this. So I don't think that they're going to be, too pissed at the penalty but whatever the ncaa does here i think if they're smart chris they've got to anticipate more of this is coming i don't know when maybe it's in a month maybe it's in two days more of this is coming so if you 
let's say there's 10 players from our two teams and you suspend them all for the year, well, then you're going to have to do that to everybody coming, oh right? God. There's yeah. got to be some gray area going forward in this. Yeah, we'll and are, do you get punished more if um, you're betting on your same sport? Like, say, Joe Schmo bet is, a, is an Iowa State football player, and he bet on a an NFL game. Does that is that more of a punishment than if Joe Schmo or Joe Blow uh, is an Iowa State football player and he bets on an NBA game? We we kind of came to the conclusion last night when I was talking with Bloom about this topic where we we believe and Jordan Bohannon talked about this last week. Fascinating stuff Jordan was telling us. Like if he logs into an app. One of the sports betting apps in Iowa, it knows that he's a professional athlete. That's how sophisticated this stuff is. Because when he signs up, like he's on so, some database. And what does it do? It won't let him bet on certain sports. Certain sports? Yeah. Like, so he's a professional basketball player. Yeah. He cannot bet on the NBA. Makes sense. Yeah. Great. Right. So, but I believe he can bet on college basketball. So, like, I think <clears throat> the fair thing to do here. If a college football player wants to put a $20 bet on the Super Bowl, it shouldn't be, you know, in my opinion, it, it, it shouldn't be the end of the world. They shouldn't lose half their season. God, you're talking full seasons, half seasons. I mean, I, I really hope we're not talking more than like a game or two here. Dude, I mean, have you looked player. at the Virginia Tech kid, right? Have you heard no. about this story? Nope. Uh-uh. Virginia Tech football player. Yeah. Last year, self-reported. He did not get caught. He had a guilty conscience and self-reported that he had bet over the course of the NBA Finals last year, $400 total. Okay? Mm-hmm. Chris, $400 total over the whole series. He a was Virginia suspended, Tech football player. Yes, a linebacker. He was suspended for nine games. Oh, my God. They appealed it and knocked it down to six. So he missed half the season for betting $400 not in one bet, like over the course. So these are sm- relatively small bets he's putting I'm down just on the NBA think, Finals. Has anything changed in the last, since then? Has anything changed? Has anything, like, the, would lead you to believe that the punishments would be different now than they were then? No. Is, was he of age? I believe so. I don't where know Where was he placing the, like, where is... Virginia is that a state where you can? I don't. I don't know those details. This is just the one example. Or was he has... going down to your your cockalee there in uh, Shenandoah? <laughs> What'd you call that thing? The, the old shittlelee. What shittlelee? Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that was my old. Uh, it's in a Morton building. You know, a Morton building is a uh, brick and mortar building. What? What do you mean? A it's Morton literally building? a bar in my hometown. That is, it's just a Morton building. What does that mean, Morton Building? It's a brand. Like, they didn't just put up buildings, like, just really fast. Oh, so it's a shitty... Hey, Matt, pull up a Morton Building for us real quick. It's a building in mind. a box? They're nice buildings. But they're, they're ma- usually people make, like, sheds out of them. Or they make, like, they got a farm and they're going to make, like, a nice garage. It's just oh, a bar... That sounds terrible. ...inside of a Morton Building. There you go. One of them. Oh. It's a, it's the greatest bar in the world, and it was called the Shittily D. 
the shit OED, it's an institution. Yeah, but it's gone. So it's not an institution anymore. Well, the guy died, it, I believe. Kevin. It's gone the way Kevin. of the other institutions there in uh, Clarinda and Shenandoah. Well, it's, it's, it still exists now in a different name, but it's whatever. People don't care about this. <laughs> i tell you who would, who would care, and I, and I don't want to mispronounce his name, as we are going to give our shout-out to agriculture today, courtesy of our friends at Channel Seeds. Mm-hmm. Ryan... Webeking is his name. I, I I was totally gonna butcher your name, Ryan, and I appreciate I appreciate Chad Winterbore from Channel C giving me the pronunciation here. Ryan Webeking from Grow Pro Ag is a great Channel Seedsman out of Gladbrook, Iowa. You ever heard of Gladbrook, Iowa? I have heard of Gladbrook, Iowa. What's their really? What's the high school that they all go to there? It's like uh, it's it's like a oh, mismatch yeah. of uh, that's yeah. how I've heard of it. What is well, it, like Gladbrook Stonebrook High School? I don't Gladbrook know. Stonebrier? It's, it's Gladbrook Stonebriar? Gladbrook Rhinebeck. There we go. There we go. Well, Ryan is a, a five years now as a channel seedsman, a lot, lifelong Iowa State fan and graduate, and we give a shout-out to him as our tip of the cap to Iowa agriculture today here on Iowa Everywhere. Grow Pro Ag and Ryan Webeking is a – quality channel seedsman we appreciate him as everybody's getting the crops in the ground here in the great state of iowa let's move on to the oh, noddle. Man, you got through that fast because you were worried i was going to come in and i'm just, just you're butchering all my great reads here lately you're going to bloom said up. that was the best part of uh of last thursday's show is when i jumped in on the your little channel seed read i'm i'm paying homage to our great agriculture background in our state and you got to bring up like anally probing the ground <clears throat> i didn't do it this time did i what is wrong with you i don't know i really don't you really do I, have a fascination and apparently i'm the only one that doesn't know what a morton building is either morton buildings are quality just getting killed in the comments over here sorry i've never heard of it yeah you're an elitist. You know what? Van Wink should put up a Morton building next to his new uh, little uh, whatever the hell that thing is playground. He oh built my something. God, that... Matt, what? Look at this masterpiece. That's a monstrosity. For those Look at, listening, it's, it's on part the of the it's part of the Bondurant skyline, along with those yes. grain silos or whatever the hell really those is. things are. It's iconic. My friend and neighbor, Matty Van Winks, has been putting this playground equipment together for like two months 10 days and tweeting about it on social media nonstop, giving us play-by-play updates and i must say it looks fantastic well done dad dad of the year stuff beautiful isley we love isley here but look matt is more excited than his daughter is about this thing that could he's got the bigger smile than his daughter Yes. To show the difference between us, we had patio furniture hmm. delivered, new patio furniture on yeah. on Friday, and I paid the hundred and forty nine dollars to just have it. Put oh, that's worth it, me. baby. They assembled it for you and everything. Yeah, it was came pre assembled. I was, you know, oh. it would have taken me a couple hours. Now I heard that down the street, Bloom put up something similar, and he just had his wife do it. She put it together in just a few days. 
A good job out of you, Maddie. I'm I'm happy for you. Thank you. Get that done. Uh, it's a lot of time that you put into that. And you, yeah, what the hell are you going to do with yourself one? now? You got nothing to do. You've been working on that the last two months. Got to find something. Uh, let's talk Urban Meyer in Texas. And then we're going to get into what the hell is John Morant's problem. Oh, my God. Uh, Niang in the NBA oh, playoffs. Geez. We oh got more God. Nomo May fallout. We have Trump versus DeSantis in Des Moines. <laughs> Over the weekend, we're going to have a hell of a final 40 minutes here. Uh, Urban Meyer says Texas has the best roster in college football this year. I I did do some digging on this. Our friends at Circa don't have futures up, so I went to DraftKings. Texas Mm -hmm. currently Hassel has the 10th best odds to win the national championship this year at plus 2,500. Um. You're but never you going to get any value on a, on a team like Texas because yeah, they're you always going to be point. overinflated. And <laughs> Urban Meyer came out and he goes, don't sleep on Texas. <laughs> like, what? who sleeps on te- Nobody sleeps on Texas. Every year we're trying to make Texas into something bigger than it actually is. I mean, no one under the age of 30 remembers college football that doesn't have a hyped up Texas team. No one's sleeping on Texas. I don't know if somebody's paying them to... (laughs) We get it. They've got a lot of talent. They always do. Doesn't mean anything. Is there, in our generation, a more underachieving athletic Mm. department in the country than Texas? That's a great point, and I think think the answer is no. I don't know who... What other program what other school has those kinds of of resources money wise fertile recruiting ground huge alumni base huge fan base i mean they can have whatever they want and they don't really do they dominate in anything um you know they never i i can't remember a time where they made runs in the NCAA tournament that amounted to anything? Have they been to a Final Four? The football program hasn't done anything since Vince Young was there, and that was almost... I mean, we're going on almost 20 years now. The the football program, too. Like, let's just talk... Let's shed everything else, okay? Forget it, because we're going to have people be like, oh, they're really good at uh, rugby. Well, I tell you what, they've, uh, they've, yeah. they've got a great women's tennis program down there, t- Texas. <laughs> I believe they are in the Elite Eight as well. Did are they really? That? Yeah. But Iowa State well, beat them go. earlier in the year. It was, that was kind of like our our wake-up call to to Iowa State tennis. We have uh, arrived. So, okay, the, Texas I, has made in men's basketball. I know you're going to talk okay. football here in a second. But yeah, yeah. I'm Texas has made stats. one Final Four since 1947. One. That's very telling. My favorite is when the Texas fans blame the Big 12 for their lack of success. You're dragging us down. <laughs> Even though they lost to Kansas two years ago. Do you remember that yeah, game? Good luck. Good luck in the SEC, pal. Yeah, like, but it's, it's the Big 12's fault that Texas has underachieved in football. I mean, really, Mac Brown. Okay, let's take a look at Texas's tenure here. I mean, Mac Brown had in his career... 
he won some Big Twelve Souths, right? Like he they they did win a Big Twelve championship, like you said in two thousand five. That was the year that they won the national championship. Mm-hmm. They beat Nebraska in two thousand nine to win the Big Twelve. That was a thirteen to twelve championship game. Um, but other than that, you have to go all the way back to nineteen ninety six, where they won the Big Twelve. I believe that may have been their first year in the league. I believe that was when the first the that was the first Big Twelve championship game. But that's it uh, under Mac Brown because like you think of that as like the glorious era, but it was it was fine. But for mm-hmm. a program that says we're here to win national championships, they they do they perennially underachieve. Look at their last three coaches. Charlie Strong was the hot name out of Louisville. Uh, he goes sixteen and twelve. They should have never fired Tom Herman. Frankly, he was thirty-two and eighteen. He was four and zero in bowl games. If they were going to fire him, they needed to go a different direction. They hire Steve Sarkeesian, who's thirteen and twelve in his first two seasons at the helm. They perennially underachieve. If you don't look at Mac Brown, you go the coach before him, John Makovic. He was forty-one and twenty-eight. Chris, he was under six hundred percent winning percentage. Uh, the coach before him was right at five hundred. You have to go back to Daryl Royal. They've really had two successful coaches in the modern day history of their program. Mm-hmm. Two. Don't sleep on them though. Don't you dare. Texas is back, baby. Don't bet on Texas. You're never going to get value, even from a circa line. You're not going to get value <laughs> on Texas. Not happening. Hey, I did have a good another good circuit experience. I like to bet on NASCAR. It's my favorite thing to bet on. Hey, did the kid in the bowl cut get in another fight this week? No, he got his ass beat last week, and he's not. He's not. But the guy who beat his ass got wrecked by Kyle Larson to win on like the second to last lap. Where were they racing They're, at this week? Darlington. Oh, Darlington. Have you ever been to Darlington, South Carolina? Uh, no, I have not. It's In like fact, driving you could have through... asked me, where where do you think Darlington is? I would have probably guessed, like, Delaware. It's like driving through Van Meter. Oh, yeah? There's nothing there. There's What's absolutely funny, nothing there. Have you ever been to Talladega? I've not. So I, I've, uh, in my travels to call games, I've been to... Um, you know, that part of the country a lot. And Talladega is, you know, you're just like driving down the interstate and there's nothing around. There's like a big forest around. There's, it's like a the Talladega Forest, I think is what it's called. And all of a sudden it opens up and you see, you know, a mile off to your left, it's just this monstrous track in the middle of nowhere. Just middle of nowhere. It's... Pull it's up quite the sight. North Wilkesboro, Matt. Have you ever heard about this place? No. So they killed off the track in 1994. Okay. What is this by Scranton? Wilkesboro, Scranton. And it's in the middle. It's like what you're describing it's in, in the middle of the mountains Where is in it? North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. And it became a ghost track. Yeah. Show the oh one there God. with the grass growing up. So they just let it like die. Yeah. And, and it became a ghost track, and nobody ever raced there. Nobody took care of it, and they're going back there. They've like refurnished. There's nothing in this town. 
There's absolutely nothing, and they're bringing like their NASCAR All Star race to it. I think here next week, but the place really? is like falling apart. Yeah, and they're putting all the money. Really quick, our one of our most viewed social media posts ever was you and me talking about <laughs> Formula One racing last week. It went viral on Facebook. It's so it, odd. It's up to over 200,000 views of people watching you and me talk about Formula it, One Wasn't that racing. the one where I was just shitting all over the, the, the track down in yes. Uh, Miami? Yes. Over 200,000 views on to, Facebook. I need to check out the comments because I'm sure I'm probably getting killed for my take on the horrible track. Actually, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it was probably 50-50. I think a lot of... Really? Yeah, I think a lot of people are a little bit resentful about... Like if you're a formula a real Formula One fan, you're pretty mm-hmm. resentful about all these American races popping up. Yeah, what's up with that, man? Because they're they're forcing it down our throat here. It's they're fine. Like, you know, like go to America once a year and go make some awesome track. Like you mentioned the Vegas track. Yes. Racing on the strip. That's cool. Try to do something in New York. Although I don't know, there was supposed to be a race in, in, there, and and it got shut down by the government. That was like ten years ago, because it was just going to be too messy, as far as like traffic. No, they shut everything down there in New York City, don't they? <laughs> that's why. Um, that's why everybody's moving into my neighborhood here in Florida. Think about this though: like it's this great European sport. This Netflix documentary comes around. It picks up popularity. And now they're going to have three races in the United States this year. And Chris brings up a good point in the comments that the NFL does the same thing in London. It's it's like we feel like we're NFL purists. We don't like that either. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like when they go to London. and The drivers Germany. all hate coming here because we make them do all this like. Oh, they got to do all kinds of stuff. They got to do intros. They got to do all. And like in Europe, they just walk to their car. And they race. They don't like the mm-hmm. fireworks and all the shit that we do here in the United <laughs> States. Yeah, they were pissed about the driver intros <laughs> yeah. in Miami. Pissed. We're like, I was around. watching a bunch of NASCAR drivers were talking about this. There's 36 races on the NASCAR circuit. They're like, we have to do this every race. It's just part of the deal. Damn Europeans. Yeah. Euro trash. All right. Um, John ja Morant. Uh, I mean, this is uh, – gets caught holding a gun on social media for the second time. And it's not time. even like getting caught. He's flashing the gun on an Instagram Live in a car in the driver's seat. He's driving the car. He's got a gun in his hand. And apparently apparently the um, – Music. I haven't watched the video. Apparently, the music was like heavily, like, like very violent music about firearms and stuff like that was in the background. And like, this would kind of be like, oh, you know. But he just got caught for this. I was reading that he's the last time he did this, it cost him like seven hundred thousand dollars, and then however much in endorsements. He's a Powerade and Nike guy. I would. That's done now. Yeah, I guess that he's going to lose a lot on that. He just got to and, – and, and it also cost him, Chris. So because of his suspension, he wasn't on the All-NBA team, which mm-hmm. cost him a Supermax contract. So He was suspended at w- about eight games, I believe. Yeah, so 
all in all, the first time he did this, it probably cost him their anticipating around $39 million. And then he does it again. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't even know like how to commentate on this. I don't know much about John ja Morant other than the fact that he's a Murray State guy and Prome talked about him all the time. Um, but it, you almost wonder. It's like he just seems wildly immature, and I almost wonder if there's like some mental health stuff. Like, cause yeah. to do it again, right? Right. Like, it, I question like, is he all there? Like, is mm-hmm. he making? He's clearly not making sound decisions, and that blatant. Like, yeah, do you think nobody's going to see it? I just, you shake your head. Like, if you didn't learn after the first one and all of the negative backlash and all the th- the negative things that happened to him, as you listed, and now he's been suspended indefinitely by the team, you wonder not only how many games is this going to cost him to start the season, but how much this is going to cost his career? Um, I mean, he's he's teetering on the edge right now, and yeah, as Josh says, it's it's sad to see such a talented player and young too. And it, I mean, this is a guy that God, he's great. He's a great player. Um, Mike has a question for you, Chris. How is the Jaw situation any different than politicians holding guns and ads? I mean, it's a good question, but they're they're clearly trying to well. The, the difference their base. is, <laughs> like, that's what they're doing. They're just <clears throat> the politicians holding the guns is is absolutely well, nothing. The politicians work you. for their constituents, and the ones the politicians that are elected based on that stuff, they're playing to their yeah constituents. They they don't have anybody else to answer to. Ja. Jaw has a, a different kind of job. It's the same. It's like the whole free speech thing. Well, I can say whatever the hell I want. You, you can. You, you, like, you're not going to go to jail for saying certain things. But you're certainly, depending on the job you have, you're going to see major consequences from your employer. Mm-hmm. Because you just, you can't, you cannot have this from one of your, from any player, let alone one of your premier players. And yeah, all the people if, he represents in Memphis, I mean, it's just, it's sad. If and Lauren you can't have it. Bear does this in Colorado, like her people are applauding her. Right. And technically her employers are her constituents, the mm-hmm. people who elect her. And then I mean, I think difference. it's gross, but yep. it's the reality. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the difference. I tell people all the time, it's like there's only so many things you can say to your boss. Like you can't cross certain lines. You can't and and this is a deal. The NBA is, you know, talk to him about this, they find him, they've done all this stuff, and he continues to do it. And I and I would think if if like one of those politicians were sit here, even though I think that they're pretty much all liars, they would tell us, Well, we're here for the Second Amendment. That's what we're trying to we're we're where Jaws deal, it's like he's listening to this music again, and I didn't hear the song, but apparently the song that was in the background was about gun violence. Like it's a different type of thing, and it, it is it a double standard, sure, but I think you, I think you put it out there pretty well, Chris. Yeah, Jaw uh, could Jaw could give up his NBA career and go run for office, and then it's not a problem. 
Well, it's the same thing, I mean, on a different level, but like Royce White. All right, fine. If you don't want to play basketball, go change the world, Royce, or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, there all of a sudden there's a lot fewer people paying attention to you, right? Like if I'm yes. the Houston Rockets and I draft Royce, I need him to be a basketball player, become a basketball player, and then you can be an advocate. Do what mm-hmm. Kevin Love did, you know. But if you're shoving it down our throat the first day you get there and you don't really want to play basketball, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was always Royce's problem. What about Niang? He got a T last night's you now you were totally over exaggerating. You were saying you that he grabbed this guy's nuts. He did not he grab did. his nuts. He grabbed his What are you talking knee. about? No, he, oh, that's not stop. his nuts. Hey, are you really gonna argue? He did. Oh, too. wait a second! It did start up there. I didn't see the start. And I didn't say nuts either. He, he he got a shaft. He was all over the shaft, and then he went down to the knee. Now I don't think Niang was trying to grab the shaft. I think he was just trying to, you know, throw his arm out there and see what happens, <laughs> which was ridiculous. He should have never done that. And that's, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that's when the game changed. What were they up by? They were up by like seven when that happened. And then everything turned after that. Because he gets a, what they call it, a technical or whatever. So they get two shots in the ball and they and the crowd stands up. They start going nuts. And they go on this big run and never look back. Yeah, you're right. I didn't see, I hadn't slowed it down the way that Van Winkle has here on the YouTube channel. Well, yeah, and it did change everything. I I wonder, did George get quoted after the game? It's a weird thing for him to do. I just wonder if that was one of those deals where he just has a reaction and the guy happened. I I don't know. Or was that actually – because it's hard to think that that wouldn't be seen, right? Like I've seen George do stuff where he, you know, like tap a guy or like he's a a showman. He's a dirty player in some instances – that was weird. And I, I wonder hear, if – I don't know I what hear, was going through his head. Jalen Brown commented after the game and said that he and Niang work out together in the offseason, so they're cool. And Oh, yeah, okay. So he's not he's not mad about it. And they, they both got technicals, so it kind of offset anyway. But you're what right, Asla. Niang, I think it did change the, the, did. the course of the game. What did Niang say about it after the game? I didn't see anything. I don't even know if he's been quoted on it. I didn't know uh, that tidbit that Matt just gave us, though. It reminded me of something that I would do when I played basketball in middle school and my early high school days. I was the dirtiest SOB out there, man. (laughs) And that's why my career didn't last very long. It lasted, um, I lasted four games into my freshman season at Muscatoon. Did you get kicked off the team? Well... So I got kicked out of every single game I played in, whether it was fouling out or just being ejected from the game of my four games. And so I was on the way to being kicked you off the team. should have been at the academy. But then, yes. But then um, I, I was in a fight with my girlfriend and I decided, because she was at my house, which was right next to the high school, ahead of a practice after school and I decided to stay and and verbally fight with her instead of go to practice 
And so what happened was I didn't show up and they're, they're like, you're off the team. And I said, oh yeah, well I quit anyway. I didn't show up. So I, I try to say that I quit. But the coach would tell you that I was kicked off the team for not showing up to practice. But I think by not going to practice, that was me quitting. But that's the shit that I would do. I would just do horrible God. stuff. I would grab guys, like I'd grab them, I'd lock them on the inner thigh underneath the basket, and I'd kind of like flip them over. I was dirty, man, dirty. <laughs> no, Christopher, uh, I, my places, uncle did not die we, again. I, of all the places I thought we would go here, I didn't think you being a dirty player and getting kicked oh, out. Man, I was How did you get so ejected? Dirty. Give us a story. Like you got Because fouling out is different. How did you get ejected? Um, I would just get into fights with other players on other teams. Like not real fights, but I would push and shove and I'd grab their leg and yank them down to the floor. I would always, I was the worst flopper in the world. I would act like, you know, I just got shot. And hit the deck. And often it would work for me. Um, but in, then I would like, I would throw punch. I would swing at somebody. God, I blame your miss. coach. I blame your coach. That's a real valuable asset. You need a guy like that. Oh, He should have been see, able I to rein so you too. in. I thought so too. I th- that coach missed out a golden opportunity to rein you in to make you like their Rodman. You know? That's, that's what I played like. I played like Rodman. And he, you know, that, that was around that time. I mean, I watching the '90s Bulls and Rodman doing his thing. I love well, that. I just mixing it up. I always tell young athletes, and it it's a, it's a hard thing, but like the majority, it's, I'm sure you get this too. Like where people will ask you like advice for their kids or something because you work in sports. It's like I don't freaking know. Like I'm a hack. I sit here and talk to you and Van Winkle. Like I, I don't I don't know. But what I do know is that if you're watching this, your kid probably isn't as good as you think that they are. That's <laughs> that's the one takeaway I've had over the years. She, like, whatever inflated view you have of your child, they're probably not as good at sports as you think. And I always tell people, like, the one book I would always give a kid is the Rodman book, Bad As I Want to Be. Now, the problem is there's all those chapters about having, like, sex with Madonna and stuff like that. <laughs> You want these kids to read a book written by Dennis Rodman? Rodman's like, have you ever read that book? We've talked about this. I don't read books. You need to read Rodman's book. It's one of the most fascinating sports books ever. And his, how he outlines like his approach to the game of basketball, if every kid would have that type of like work ethic and that type of like team first mentality, my God. Because so- Rodman would rarely ever shoot. Like, you would nope. never see Rodman shoot a 15-footer. He only started shooting, a, you know, he'd shoot a three every few weeks because he was left open and the Bulls were winning by 20. He would only shoot inside if he had an easy dunk or lay-in. It was just all about rebounding and defense, and he was the best at both. It was, it was all about effort for him, and he... He learned at a young age. He's like, you know, a, a guy like Jordan. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of guys from that era. Gary Payton, Carl Malone. Like, there's other guys who are all better than me when it comes to the skill of the game. Mm-hmm. But but I can dictate how hard I work, the type of effort that I put in, and I'm going to become the best rebounder on the planet because 
That's all that matters there is effort. And you can say all you want about Rodman, like going to Vegas, benders, doing all the stuff that Rodman did. But if you read, like, so I read Scottie Pippen's book, so I'm a huge Bulls, Bulls guy. If you watch The Last Dance, all that stuff, when that son of a bitch came to practice, he was the last one to leave. Like, he worked so hard. And that's what I took away from it. Other, There's all the crazy stuff. But I say to this day, I mean, my two favorite basketball players of all time are Dennis Rodman and Allen Iverson. Hmm. And similar types of... And then you look at a guy like Ja Morant, and it's just like, man, like he's got all the talent in the world, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to put it together for, for one reason or another. Let's lighten things up. No Mo May. Man, that, that thing took off after our program on uh, Thursday. I got, I mean, the amount of like vitriol when it comes well, to this you were, conversation. You were being attacked. Well, you did say, I mean, you were out there on record saying, like, F the bees. Bees no, suck anyway. I said. Bees are have no place in our society. That's not what I said. I hate flowers. I said, the bees can fend for themselves. at Knoyer. The you bees can fend for themselves. 72% of our state is farmland, Okay. <clears throat> They got plenty of area to go out and do pollinate. bees like uh do they like soybeans and corn? I'm told that they do. Uh some folks from the DNR were not pleased. They're called um I was I was told I was spreading misinformation. You're public enemy number one over there at the DNR. I thought we got some definitive answers on this from Iowa State Extension and Outreach. This was what I pulled, and this is what somebody sent us in. There was a study supposedly yeah it's been retracted yes mm-hmm. there was problematic data collection and research techniques that were inaccurate mm-hmm. fake it's, news well, just think about it okay just think about this no no mow may and what a lot of people are doing they're not mowing their grass for an extended period of time in may when the grass is growing like crazy and when other, I guess, weeds in your lawn can grow like crazy as well. Maybe some wildflowers in the lawn. All of these bees and other insects come in. Oh, we got this new, uh, got this new habitat. Yay. I've got, look, oh my gosh, these flowers are growing. I love them. I'm, I'm pollinating. I'm sodomizing. I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. And then here comes old fat ass on his mower on June 1st destroys everything. What's the point? What is the the point? Bees were sodomizing. (laughs) What is the point of letting all this grow for a month if you're just going to destroy the whole habitat and kill a bunch of these insects anyway? I think that a lot of these people are just lazy, frankly. And they're using this as an excuse. Yeah, well. They're trying to, like, boast how green they are by not mowing. Where in in reality, it's like, no, you're a lazy ass. You don't like to mow anyways. That's why your yard always looks like shit. And now you're using this as an excuse. Think about how much green space is in the entire state of Iowa. Who cares if my one little plot of grass has a few dandelions? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's, here's another thing that nobody's talking about. So... Okay, let's assume somebody has really good intentions here, okay? They're not lazy. 
They simply are wanting to contribute to the good of the bees, to the pollinators. Mm-hmm. But, and, but they normally kind of take a little pride in their yard. They want it to look okay. Well, now it's going to be such a disaster come June 1st. They're going to have to use even more pesticides and fertilizers to get the damn thing back to normal after this because it's going to be completely out of control. Right. Well, that's, that, that's the problem is that it's not sustainable. You talk to anybody who knows what the hell they're talking about, and they will tell you, great, if you want to do something like this, maybe take out a spot in your yard. Plant some some plants, some flowers that will be good for these bees and insects that you're trying to help that can be there all the time, that you're not cutting down. It's what's the point this, this, and this, this all ended up being political. And so now, when somebody drives by a yard and they've got that sign, the yard looks like shit, and they're like, oh, those goddamn libtards over there. Oh, yeah, I got called that. a trumper over the weekend by and somebody. Yeah, and if you drive by somebody's house that looks nice, oh. they go, oh, no, there they are. Yep, oh, uh, big MAGA guy Don't over there. I see him, Chris Williams. Take care of your yard. Chris Williams, he worked for Dace, he worked for Narcisse. <laughs> now he's a big Trumper, mowing his yard in May. Speaking of Trump, we had great theater in the state of Iowa over the weekend. Yeah, that was fun. I was so, following that on social media. So, to to run it down for those of you listening, and there are a lot of you who listen out of state, <clears throat> we, we had like, it was one of those classic, spring Iowa afternoons where it's like it's really heavy outside it's really you know humid hot and you feel like a storm could probably pop up at any time there were some tornado warnings earlier in the day but really as the day started to go on and I was outside we had a we had family over Cameron had a choir concert and I, and I smoked a bunch of fairway ribs mm, I saw that picture mm, yeah I smoked a bunch of ribs for everybody so I was outside pretty much all day and, like, as the day started to go on, the severe weather threat was clearly tapering off. Like, the all the, like, warning watches were expiring at, like, 7 o'clock, that type of deal. Well, Donald Trump was set to have a rally down at, like, was it Waterworks Park? Like, that area, I think, is where it was supposed to be. Well, meanwhile, mm-hmm. your boy, Hassel, governor of Florida... Hassel's See guy. the thing is they're both they're both like Trump Trump yeah. actually lives closer than DeSantis does. He's like Trump's only fifteen miles up the road at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> DeSantis is all the way upstate. All right. So your neighbor and your governor. Yeah. Um so DeSantis was at this one of those politician like picnics. You know, they God, all do their like horrible. Oh yeah, it was just a bunch of people sucking up to the politic yeah, whatever. So DeSantis was already in the state. And so Trump canceled his rally, uh, they said, because of severe weather. Well, then it got people fired up because they're like, there's no severe weather. What are you talking about? It's beautiful well, out. Didn't he? No, he said he, they canceled it because of the tornadoes. It wasn't yeah, even there like there severe. A, it was like specifically tornado warnings, tornado warnings. That's why he, he can't come It's in. probably because he was going to be flying in. Can't be flying through a tornado. Well, no, yeah, but... but the, the airport wasn't shut down. That's yeah, the no, thing. yeah. There, there was no, there were, there were no like. I don't even know if there were delays on Saturday. Dace was all over it. He he was giving like play by play, just antagonizing all the Trump people. Mm-hmm. 
Because I think he's a DeSantis guy. I believe wants so. Trump out. Yeah, I, but Dace was like giving play by play, like I'm outside right now. It's beautiful. There, I just saw a flight take off. Um, <laughs> and then all the Trump people were just yelling at Dace and like turning on him because they're like, "How dare you say this about our president?" And then Dace is like, "You're in a cult." And so then DeSantis, with the ultimate troll move, oh, this was great, throws a you know out of the blue party at like a Jethro's downtown. I think he drove from Sioux City on his bus to Des Moines when he heard that it was canceled. He's like, I gotta get there. Yeah. We went Smart. we went out to eat. We went out to eat downtown Des Moines on Saturday and the restaurant was filled with Trump supporters. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, because they, well, they all, all went they all left. Yeah they it was went at Waterworks. Yeah. They all left. But so. then you have some people saying well yeah people making fun of Trump for not going because of the tornadoes and then you have like people on trump's team they're they're tweeting out these videos of like the tiniest little spiral in the air (laughs) like knocking over a tree out in the wilderness somewhere out in the out in the fields it's it's classic american politics in 2023 where they're all trying to just put the wool over our eyes so the the funniest part of this whole thing is that the the storm that Trump was trying to avoid looked like a penis? Yeah, it was another again shape, another dick shaped storm in Iowa. And I somebody sent me a a message on Twitter said it it only missed coming by twenty miles. Really? Yeah. I'm glad that our Sac City Cumming, was okay this time though. I'm glad that coming missed out on it. That's a great spot down there. They got a nice distillery. They got a nice bar. I love going to coming when possible. Yeah, I, so I'm at a. Um, my daughter has this choir concert. She's really into choir. It's a big opportunity for her. I pull up my phone because I'm going to videotape the thing, and all it is is my two guys named Chris text chain about penis-shaped storms. Van Winkle's obsessed with it. He's showing different angles oh. of the penis-shaped storm. William's just leaking the text chain hassle. Yeah, think about that. Jeez. Yeah, you just posted the whole text chain online. I will say this, though, that the, the dick isn't, um, it wasn't as put together as the one that was over Sac City a few weeks ago. <laughs> like, this was a misshapen, this was a misshapen penis. A lot of curves. Yeah, like, on this maybe a, maybe a partially mutilated penis. So that was a nice Saturday for everybody. Did is you it, guys what get is it did, like down in Florida? Are you just getting because it's all like there's a ton of old Republicans who live in your state. That's where they go to retire. The yeah. DeSantis Trump thing is it like superheated down there? Because man, no, it's, it's not yet. Not, it's it's because Florida is a just it, it's not in the position that I was in. Like you guys get all of the yeah. garbage. Just constantly, because you're up near the front. You you kind of Iowans kind of decide how this thing starts off, and Florida doesn't. So like, there's I don't see any commercials. I don't. I'm not out in public seeing any you know um, clashes between Trump supporters and DeSantis supporters. I will say it seems like everybody down here most most everybody down here loves DeSantis. Um, I thought yeah. I I thought he did a great job during COVID. I 
you know, we shut down for a little while and then opened up before a lot of other places did. And I was happy I was here. There's, I was happy I was here and not back in Connecticut where I had been living, um, where everything was just a disaster. Well, you got all that um, fresh sea air. Oh, yeah, the sea breeze. Wipes everything in. out. All the germs, just, the salt water. Bye, COVID. Bye. That's what your doctor told you, right? Doctor did say go in the, uh, go in the salt water. And I did. I went, uh, I went to the beach on Wednesday. And then I went again on Saturday. Seems like you're feeling better. Oh, I'm feel I'm feeling great. It's just I'm still trying to knock out some of this uh, some of this snot, some of this moisture in my sinuses. But I feel good. Well, it's good to have you back. Well, thanks, pal. It's good to have you back. All right. Well, hopefully we um, don't have any more gambling stories break tonight like we did last Monday. That was kind of a bitch. That was last Monday. That was last Monday. Yeah, I was at softball practice, and all of a sudden, God, the I was so out was of it that day, exploding. Yeah. Um, oh, the last topic we'll we'll touch on this. Are you really on the NHL playoffs thing? Are you, are you really paying attention to this? <laughs> no, but I couldn't seen... tell you a single team. I haven't watched a minute of a hockey game all. Have year. you seen the teams remaining? No, I have no idea. It's you could not pick five more blah franchises that are still remaining in the postseason it is is shaping up to be the worst conference semis of all time we have a game seven tonight that will decide the last team and it's between the dallas stars and the kraken the seattle Kraken. oh that's seattle yeah Dallas so the, and, is a decent franchise, right? Eh, I mean, there's just nothing. There's nothing special here. The okay. Oilers just got knocked out. They were the last remaining good story. Edmonton. You've got Carolina. Vegas is in it still. Vegas. Give me a break. Vegas, come on. Come on, our oh, friends man, at Circle. We're talking about, about like no original six. No. And then the Panthers, the Florida Panthers. That's your team. <sighs> I don't. Is John I'm Van like Beesbrook still the goalie for that? <laughs> he's not the good the Beezer? No, he's not the goalie anymore. Van Beezy. You remember Bizzle? when the, the Tampa Bay Lightning had that female goaltender? No, I didn't. I, it was a I huge remember. story in the nineties. Wow. They had a female goaltender. I had NHL ninety four on the Super NES. Was, if you if you're not NHL a player on that game, I don't know who games. you are. NHL video games were some of the best. You just go around the goal hockey, every time and boop, right in there. Hockey wasn't my, and has never been one of my favorite sports, not even in my top five. But hockey video games were great. Because a lot of them would lean into the fighting. You could you could just blast somebody up against the boards. You could fight them. That's cool. Yeah. I've always enjoyed hockey when I go to the games and stuff. Like when I was at Kicks, you know, I used to do a lot of stuff with the Iowa Wild. And it was fun. But I just... You know, ever since you ever go to a Des Moines Bucks game? Yeah, I've done those in the past. Those are actually even more fun because it's just that blue collar mentality. Like the and my buddy Nate Toit runs a show down there. I really like Nate a lot. Like I, I just I was never into it as a kid. If it wasn't Emilio Escafez and Charlie from the Mighty Ducks, Escafez, Emilio Escafez, isn't that his name? What did you say it again? Emilio Escafez. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? Emilio Estevez. Oh. <laughs> There's no K in it. Emilio Estevez. I thought there were two Ks. Escafez. No, that's... Esca- Emilio Escafez. 
No. Joe says right. you should have joined the Muscatine hockey team so you could just get in fights. Mm, see, those were like legit tough guys, though. Yeah, yeah. And that I knew one guy that was troll. on that hockey team. It was like a club hockey team, and uh, they were tough. Yeah, the club hockey was fun. Jeff just asked if Iowa State still had a club hockey team. I used to go to those a lot when I was in college. On oh my Friday god! It's cl- it, I, I remember when I was in uh, when I worked at Channel Thirteen. Few people by the end of my time there were leaving voicemails in the sports office, but a couple times a week there'd be a call and it'd be, like, "All right, this is Clarence." From Ames, and I'm calling in the final score from the Iowa State club hockey game. Iowa State, three. Other team, one. <laughs> Bye. Apparently it got shut down, Matt says. Didn't they have like a hazing thing or something like that? Yeah. That was a big deal back in the day, the Iowa State. Uh, all these people thing? who want Iowa State baseball, I always tell them, you're insane. Make a hockey program. You could actually be good in that. You, you just know, get all the leftovers from all those northern schools. People are always surprised that like, they'll ask me about hockey. I'm like, oh, Iowa, that's got to be big hockey, right? No. It's like Minnesota, Wisconsin, huge hockey states. Michigan, huge. Yeah. But like... You go below that, and Iowa's got nothing. Even Missouri. Missouri, like St. Louis, that's a huge hockey town. You talk Vegas to people that really grow up in St. Louis, they love, they play hockey all the time. Iowa does not do hockey. Otz used to, um, when he was in Vegas, like he told me that the biggest thing there is the Golden Knights from all the locals. They're obsessed with the hockey. They embrace their sports teams. They, they really do. That's why they're going to probably get a baseball team, too, in the A's. Yeah, they make right. it an event. Yeah. But it doesn't make like- the Vegas team sexy to me. I think it's going to be some of the lowest rated games that we've seen in recent hockey history because of the teams that are left. God bless you. Thank you. All right, we got to get out of here. Maddie Van Winkle, production. Chris Hassel, Fairway, presenting sponsor. God, those Still waiting for that meat box. Ribs were great over the weekend. Appreciate our friends at Channel Seed. The Channel Seed Studios signing up on a Monday. Big week of shows coming up for you here on Iowa Everywhere. Have a great week. Iowa Everywhere.